What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Guys, I am in a fantastic mood because, as I have talked about uh, over the last couple months on my podcast, I basically quit all of my side slash day jobs to fully make a go as a comedian, as a podcaster, as an actor, as a writer, all that shit. And I've been working at it for, Jesus, uh, 10 years. Don't let that discourage you. This is a tough industry. So if you're trying to do something where uh, you need to take a leap of faith, don't let the 10 year mark discourage you. But um, because I think that's maybe just kind of associated with the entertainment industry. Or maybe I held on to day jobs too long because I was too afraid to be poor. Who knows? But as of January 1st, I'm almost completely free and clear of any side day job sitch. And granted, I might struggle for a little bit, but I feel fantastic. I can't tell you how happy I am. And what's really crazy is I did something similar January 1st of last year where um, it's a similar thing. I was doing all these, um, I was running uh, Airbnbs for people. So basically I worked for like two different people, but they owned a bunch of apartments and properties and things and whatever. And I would run um, their Airbnbs for them. Uh And so as of January 1st of last year, I quit like a very large chunk of them and just was like, you know what? And I also had broken up with the boyfriend, lovely guy, no, you know, no harm, no foul on him, but, and, and moved into a much more expensive apartment that I was paying for just by myself. It was kind of a crazy move on my, on my part where I gave up income and then like upped my living situation, uh, got a nicer apartment, et cetera, that I'm paying for myself And I just did, it was crazy. I just like added up my, the, the amount that I made, uh, in 2017 was actually more than I made in 2016. So think about that. I quit the job, the first chunk of these Airbnb jobs, and I somehow managed to figure out how to actually make more money. So the lesson there I think is fucking bet on yourself. I mean, take that leap of faith if you want to do it. So that's why I'm feeling so great. And, you know, I did it again this January 1st. I quit the rest of them basically. And, you know, it's, uh, it's money I relied on, but hell, I think I'll figure it out. If it worked last year, might as well work this year. And this kind of ties into my, um, my podcast guest today because she is basically done something similar. She, her name is Jen Glantz and she is the creator of a business called Bridesmaid for Hire. She also wrote a book about being a serial bridesmaid, but I think you're going to find her story to be incredibly interesting and incredibly inspiring. And if you, if any of you have anything that you want to, that you dream that you want to do, you might as well just fucking do it. What do you have to lose? Um, so yeah, that's my message. So, uh, before I introduce, my guest, Jen Glantz, I'm just going to give you some quick stand updates. Uh, if you guys are in Los Angeles, California, I will be at uh, Molly Malone's on Monday, January 22nd. On Wednesday, January 24th, I will be at a place called Sycamore Tavern on uh, La Brea and Sunset doing stand up. And if you're in Portland, Oregon, super excited about this. Um, Johnny Mitchell and myself, uh, are going to be co-headlining at the Curious Comedy, Comedy Theater in Portland, Oregon on January 26th. I'm from Oregon, hoping to see a bunch of my friends and family and people come out. 
it's going to be really exciting. So, and um, I post the ticket link on my, ins- oh, actually, you know, all, anything that has a ticket link that's up yet will be on my website, which is racheloBrienComedy.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-O-B-R-I-E-N comedy.com. And then on Monday, January 29th, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood with Mindy Rickles, the daughter of the legendary comic Don Rickles. And she is a riot in her own right. So funny. She's done this podcast a couple of times. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Sunday, February 18th, I will be at the comedy store in the main room at 8.30 p.m. The show is uh, it's called the Laugh Lounge Show. I don't know if the tickets are up yet. Uh, Thursday, March 8th, I will be at the Laugh Factory again for at 7.45 p.m. Uh, Saturday, March 10th, I will be in Austin, Texas for an amazing uh, charity show. I'm doing I'm headlining a stand-up show there. Uh, the charity is called Right the Wrong. It's for mental health awareness. And those tickets are also on my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. Uh, anyways, I want to thank you guys again for listening and helping. Hey, listen. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> uh, happy to support you all in anything you need to. So, uh, without further ado, my podcast guest is Jen Glantz. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. So, all right. So, basically, your job is to make everyone's lives easier. That is the pretty way of putting it, yes. Yes. So, it sucks to be a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm beyond not only does it suck but it's super expensive i think the average person spends like fifteen hundred dollars a wedding which is more than most people spend are you serious rent. yeah have you really done the math on that yeah there's articles about it too and, and just thinking about so my own self like i drained my savings account to be a bridesmaid a million times this makes me so happy that none of my friends get married or ask me to be a bridesmaid i told you because i probably did spend that on the few weddings i have been in it's insane like think about what you can do with fifteen hundred dollars so many things i mean you, you're halfway to a chanel purse correct you're halfway <laughs> to a plane taking around the world i guess you know well, you can certainly go to europe on fifteen hundred dollars and i'd rather do that yeah Okay, so explain what you do and and how this all started. So I'm the founder of Bridesmaid for Hire. About three years ago, literally all of my friends got engaged. They're all from Florida. They all married the man they met in college. I was still figuring out what to do with my life. They asked me to be a bridesmaid, and that was great for a couple years. But then one night in particular, two very distant friends called me up, and they said, Jen, will you be my bridesmaid? On the same night? On the same night. And my first thought was, we haven't spoken to each other in an average of like five years. Why are you asking me? So I went home all bummed and I told my roommate and she's like, duh, you're good at it. You're like a professional bridesmaid. And that's when this light bulb went off in my head. And I thought if I could do it for distant friends, why can't I do it for strangers? So I founded a business where I am a bridesmaid for hire. Wait, so why do you qualify as a professional bridesmaid? What are the traits that you have that qualify you? You know, when you do something again and again and again, you get all your mistakes out and you get good. And I was a bridesmaid so many times for my friends that I was good. I was on time. I didn't get too drunk. I helped out when people were hysterically crying. I talked brides down the aisle. I did it all. And I think from that people started to notice, wow, this girl is good. And when I started the business, I had a lot of experience just from working it as my friends. Oh my God. How many times have you been a bridesmaid? With this job in the last three years. Well, no, say just for friends first. Ooh, for friends. I feel like I've done it over a dozen times. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And then with this business, I've been a bridesmaid over a hundred times. Okay. All right. I have so many questions. This is fascinating to me. Like I want to go back to just talking about when when you were doing it for your friends. So they noticed that you were just better at it than the other bridesmaids. 
I got good at it because I made all the mistakes. Like early on, I made every mistake. I would show up late. I would drink too much. Did I you bring, sleep with a caterer? I, no, never that, <laughs> never that far. But I did crazy things. Like I brought lingerie to a bridal shower, which uh-huh. might not sound weird, but when there's like grandparents there and they're like, look at this sexy lingerie, it got really weird. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I started to be really good. And my friends, I think asked me because they wanted someone who was experienced. Uh-huh. A lot of times you have rookie bridesmaids who step in, they don't know where to be. They stress out the bride. The the last thing a bride wants on her wedding day is a group of girls who have never done it before. So having one person right, like this me, so stressful. it's so stressful having someone like me who can gather everyone together, keep the calm. People started to, to take notice of that. And I think they asked me to do it because they knew I was good. And do you, do you resent that you're um, always the bridesmaid? <laughs> I did for a while because I was always single with that too. Mm-hmm. So for a while it would be really hard to go to all these weddings when all my friends would get married and I was the one who always caught the bouquet. So of course people would ask me when I was getting married, but I couldn't even find someone to go on a second date with. Okay. I have a question. The bouquet toss. Does it hit the person that's maybe next? Like I know it's supposed to like say like you're next to get married or is it just the most athletic or the most aggressive? To me, Cause I've never caught one. It okay. might just be because I didn't care enough. So I've, I have like a 95% catch rate and what? I think I honestly, You're like Barry Bonds. I, I should be literally on a softball team because I think that it's because I'm so aggressive and I like the challenge. So when that thing's coming, like I will, I, this sounds terrible, but like I'll elbow people You're like pushing bitches yeah, down. I'm like, listen, like, you know me as a nice girl, but on this, this challenge, I'm going to win. And like, I, I know it. we did cotillion together and you were fantastic, <laughs> but for now I'm going to knock your teeth out. Right, like all bets aside here, I got to win this. I got to keep up my reputation. So <laughs> I think it's the most aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Most aggressive. All right. Maybe it just wasn't aggressive enough. Or maybe just I was too drunk. Who knows? Probably. I was just probably like, oh, there's a bouquet. Of, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, there's I'm no good. tequila in it, who yeah, really like, I'm all set now. I don't want to jog for that or move. It's not really. worth it, let me tell you. So, okay. So you were a bridesmaid in a bunch of your friends' weddings. That's a lot. 12, I think. Yeah. And can I ask how old you are? I'm almost 30. You're almost 30. Okay. That's a lot of weddings before then. Beyond. I'm around the same age. I've been in three that's a, that's frankly a good I didn't even go to my own sister's wedding actually oh, no not for any re- no 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 bad blood it was just she got married quickly oh, my, I love my my family and I are so close I yeah. love my sister it was just like she decided she wanted to like do like a quicker wedding yep not for any weird reason but it was like during finals in college so I actually didn't even attend my own sister's wedding might have been made of honor then well yeah I guess so yeah I would have been but she didn't have like bridesmaids or anything that's she just like got married yeah. yeah my parents went and like maybe two of their friends that's the right way to do it I think I would do that I think that's how I'll do it too yeah. if it ever happens you never know well who knows um okay so you were a bridesmaid in like 12 ish weddings before you became a professional bridesmaid and then what was the transition So after I got the idea, I had no business experience. I was a poetry major in college, but I said, how do I test this idea out to the world? I posted an ad on Craigslist. The ad said, hello, everyone. And it was more funny than this, but I'll be your hired bridesmaid. I'll come to your wedding. I'll hold up your wedding dress to help you pee because peeing in a wedding dress is shockingly really hard. I have seen that. Actually, I've done that. It's a technique. Yeah. It's a really wild technique. Not me personally. I held it for someone. (laughs) Right. And that's hard. And I was like, I'll dance with your drunk uncles. I'll do all the dirty work so your friends can have fun. And after I posted the ad on Craigslist, it went completely viral. Really? I got hundreds of emails from brides all over the world who were like, who are you? Can I hire you? Can you make it to my wedding? Oh my God. 
god that's how i started the business three years ago completely on a whim holy shit that is so cool how did they even find you on craigslist like what were you posting what category were you posting under that they were like I'm searching for a bridesmaid friend. It's such a good question because my mom, her number one rule growing up was never go on Craigslist for anything. Yeah. Like, that's what she like drilled. My into mom's my like head. that too. Safety first. Right. Yeah. Never, never go on Craigslist. So when I had the idea to write the ad, I didn't even know how to use Craigslist. Mm-hmm. I think I put it under women looking for women uh-huh. and it went viral because somebody must have reported it to the Huffington Post who wrote an article, then BuzzFeed picked it up. And before I knew it, it was everywhere. And that helped spread the ads all over the world. That is so cool. It was a wild time especially because I had to call my mom and say mom I did something that you told me never to do I put myself on Craigslist and I think she almost had a heart attack oh my god what'd she say her first thought was maybe you'll meet a guy at the wedding so this is okay (laughs) and her second thought was well now you won't have to spend money on the bridesmaid dresses they'll buy them for you so I think in her weird twisted mind she made it seem like everything was gonna be okay I love how yeah like yeah I love how moms have to justify they're just like right you know what this this all right it's fine now correct you know so surprisingly she was very supportive from the start and she still is which is a miracle I have been wanting a little red purse for so long Except I can't afford to buy a new purse. But you know what I can't afford? Rent the Runways Unlimited membership. I got to take this purse on my recent travels and I just felt so special carrying it. They have a, they have so many designers to choose from. They have designers like Vince, Theory, Tori Birch, Derek Lamb, Opening Ceremony, Marnie, DVF, and more. So basically stuff that you couldn't necessarily afford to just buy the big piece, you can rent them with Rent the Runways Unlimited membership. So here's how it works. You rent four designer pieces at a time. You choose what goes into your shipment and there's no surprises. You can keep the pieces for as long as you want and swap anytime for new looks you just simply mail it back and a spot will open up for something new and the mailing is super easy it comes in a pre-labeled package I was like all stressed about having to ship it back and I literally just like opened the thing up and I was like oh I just seal it and then drop it off at a UPS like or a mail store fantastic it's seriously so amazing you just get to have like a wardrobe upgrade and just for any even just everyday needs it just you get to have a rotating closet of really exciting fun stuff without having to spend the money and I have an offer for my listeners If you visit rentherunway.com backslash unlimited or download their iPhone app and enter promo code be here at checkout, you unlock the 30% off discount. That's code be here at checkout. That's 30% off. That's a lot. So sign up today and pledge to get dressed better in 2018. What are you waiting for? So were you scared going to your first wedding like by yourself as a stranger being the bridesmaid for hire? I was terrified. It was in Maple Grove, Minnesota. I remember the plane landed. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was the last person off of the plane. The flight attendant had to be like, Jen, it's time to go. I went to the bride's rehearsal dinner. I hugged her hello and said, nice to meet you in her ear. And I pretended to be her friend. And it was crazy because it was my first chance to test out this idea. And it went really well. I blended in. I I helped with all these different situations. I left there thinking, oh, my God, this is something that's really going to happen. This bride in particular fired her maid of honor, which sounds completely ridiculous. But it happens so often because your friends just don't show up or they cause too much drama. So she fired her maid of honor, replaced her with me. And it was the best time. I didn't so you were this girl's maid of honor. I was with about. I met her two months whoa, whoa, before whoa, the wedding. Whoa, 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 whoa! What did everyone think in the in the audience? Were they like, "Oh, uh, Susie made a new friend"? 
So in this case, she was honest about hiring me, whereas a lot of people keep it a secret. But she was like, this is Jen, my hired bridesmaid. She owned it. And her friends and family eventually warmed up to me and they eventually liked me. But at first, everyone was like, wait, why would you hire someone? It was Mm -hmm. a ridiculous idea. Till this day, I owe her everything because she took a chance on a complete stranger. And it was a cool, it was a great experience. It was awesome. And I remember leaving that wedding thinking, this is something that's going to be amazing and you got to keep going with it. That's how every business should start where you get like the feeling of like, yes, we'll get into that stuff too. Cause she like teaches people to start businesses, but I believe in that too. So like, so you'll go to these, let's say you show up at the, like the rehearsal dinner and you just pretend or do you not always have to pretend? Most of the time I do pretend. So most of the time when the bride hires me, we create a backstory. So I'm not Jen Glantz. I'm Jen Smith. I'm Jen Cohen. I'm Jen something else. Uh-huh. And I'm a friend from school, from yoga class, from the gym, from whatever it is. So when she introduces me to her friends, I tell that story. So it's a little bit of acting and a little bit of just accepting to be someone who you're not. Wow. So you are someone of, you have to be someone of an actress. Yeah. I'm completely not, you know, I never was before this. I don't think I am now, but I think why I, why I do it and do it with such passion is because I feel for these people. Yeah. I understand where they're coming from and I really just want to help them. This is fascinating. I didn't think I was going to be this fascinated by this. <laughs> Wait, next question. Do they ever invite you to go to like the bachelorette party? Cause at that point, then the girls will start asking you real questions of like, so when did you really go to yoga with her? And you'd be like, Oh, I don't like uh, never. Yeah. I go to the bachelorette parties, the bridal showers, Sometimes the engagement parties and my rule, because it is my real job, is you can't drink on the job. That would just be a recipe for disaster. So you're sober and imagine going to a bachelor party sober. Just imagine it for a minute. Yeah. You just never want to drink again after you see how people act, probably. Correct. Yeah. You see things you just cannot unsee when you are sober at a bachelor party. So, but like, but, but what happens? So they just don't ask you a bunch of questions. They just, okay, let's say you're lying about what you do. Not lying, but like you and the bride have an agreement. What happens then? In that kind of situation. What I do is I'm really good at reflecting it back. So, hey, Jen, how do you how do you know Ashley? Oh, Ashley and I went to school together. How do you know Ashley? Uh-huh. And then you turn it and you keep asking them questions. So you talk less, you ask Ooh. more. And it seems to work pretty well. It's called the how to win friends influence people method. There you go. And the other thing is sometimes you just act really weird and then people don't want to talk to you. So okay. I'll just act extra awkward, extra weird. And people are like, oh. And you're like, she, they're like, she has a tick. Right. Something's <laughs> off here. I leave Jen alone. And that's usually what works really well. You pretend to go in the bathroom and throw up you're like i had one mimosa i'm sick <laughs> right who wants to be around me now it's yeah like throw up. <laughs> i'm disgusting right. it, it works that's insane are you ever uncomfortable in these situations there's been some times when people have started to feel like to find out who i am recently at a wedding some girl was like hey let's be facebook friends and i said great forgetting who i was supposed to be yeah and i took her phone and almost added myself on her facebook before freaking out and she did see my real name and it was a little awkward and i got really nervous i was gonna blow my cover because i'm hired to be a certain person you're like a spy i would be a good spy holy shit this is fascinating perhaps a future job do you have all the spy stuff in your book maybe right, yes let's talk about that in a second <laughs> i still have more questions that are self-serving for me because it's interesting okay so show up do all that okay so you've never been caught I have semi been caught because that wedding, her mom figured it out because she lied to her mom. And the mom's like, I don't think this is because here's the thing. I've been doing it for three years. So now I'm really, really good at it to the point where it's like people will look at me and be like, how did she know that this was missing? Or how did she know to do this? Yeah. You also look like everyone's friend. Like, I'm not going to question that you're not someone's friend. I'm not like, what? uh..." You have to learn how to blend in. Yeah. So at this wedding, the mom was like, 
who is this girl? And then the mom Googled my name because the bride used my real name and went up to her and was like, what the hell? And the bride was like, I'll tell you later. Just please don't tell anyone. And after that wedding, I think everyone found out. But by then, I'm gone. I'm on an airplane or a train or a bus home. I never oh see God. these people again. What's that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's like, Catch, catch me catch if you can. Catch me if you can. You're like, oh, catch me if you that. can. I love that. That's, that's a little bit like my life because I ghost out of the wedding. So about like 45 minutes before they end, so I don't have to say goodbye to anyone, I'll sneak out. And oftentimes when I sneak out, I know this is so creepy, but I'll like stand outside and just look at the reflection of the wedding and think, this is so crazy. I'm going back to my real life. And my real life is totally boring compared yeah. to this. And I'm back to being Jen Glantz, who is not as cool as the girl I just I don't think that's crazy. Like. I think it seems so interesting. It's a big emotional roller coaster that I don't, people think this job is so glamorous, but it's exhausting. And it's yeah, really sure. like some weekends I'm, I work two weddings a weekend and I'm three people. I'm mm -hmm. Jen Glantz and I'm the two people at those weddings. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to be a lot of people. I was just going to ask you that because, okay, first of all, like I understand what it's like being on the road a lot as a comic. Mm -hmm. And so that can get incredibly lonely yeah. and it's like, but in a different way than you, but you, you have to be on in what you're doing. Like I, so I have to be on when I'm on stage. I'm like, ah, oh, and then I have to meet people afterwards. And then I go back to some like weird hotel room in Reno. And then I'm like, oh, well now it's just me. It's like a very Up big, yeah. So do you feel that? Like, do you get like a little, I mean, I'm sure it, but it, but it I would never change anything. Mm -hmm. I would never not do stand up. but there is an aspect to it where it's like, all right, it's exciting and then it's weird and then it's lonely. And yeah. do you feel that? There's a dark aspect to this job because I'm in the business of making friends. Yeah. So I spend eight hours making friends, relationships with these people, and then mm -hmm. I have to leave them. Mm -hmm. I can't keep in touch with them. I have to leave them and go home to my real life. And and you can't, get, even if you connect with them, you can't keep in touch with them. No. And I, I started this job because I really love people. I have like this weird love for people and strangers. And it's really hard to build these friendships with people and talk to them for eight hours and really like them and then have to sneak out and never talk to them again and go home just like you said alone and recap the day and then try to explain it to people like I'm yeah. sure it's impossible for you to explain to people what you just went through yeah it's very hard for me to do that and I find myself really sad after a lot of these weddings wow that is actually so much so that, that is very similar to stand-up it's because you're giving so much of yourself even if it's not totally yourself right I mean stand-up is, is yourself but and you're, you're being yourself but it's like you can't and then you can't connect with them later and you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And I'm sure you're scared to connect with them later because what if they think you're a different person? You know, like you yeah. are two people and it's mm -hmm. everyone is multiple people. And I think it's when you play that part, it's just a really tough emotional battle. Yeah. So how do you not have a drinking problem? <laughs> I think that's why I have a sober on the job rule, because if I had alcohol while I was working in these weddings, I think that would end in a disaster. Yeah, probably. You didn't you wouldn't sleep with the caterer then. Right. I, or yeah. a groomsman. I mean, you have yeah. to be so on in like this really crazy way when you're working this job. So alcohol would change that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's it, I have a therapist. So I think that's my solution. Well, that's good. Yeah. But she doesn't get it. She's like, what do you do? How is this normal? So why are you paying this lady? Right. I, I know. <laughs> I went through a couple so far. Gosh, your job is fascinating. But but it, but with any good business idea and anything that you really want to do in life, there are downfalls. That That's true. Just like stand up has downfalls as much as it's like, I'll never not do it. It is a part of me. I have to do it. Just like this is probably one of the greatest things you've created your entire life. Like you have to do it. So yes, it has downfalls, but the payoff is very good. So 
I guess you told me when you first walked in that you're teaching classes when you're in LA. Yeah. Explain like about starting businesses. Explain about that. So this has been such a weird adventure for me because I was a poetry major in college. I'm qualified to literally Is do poetry nothing. really a major though? Yes. It's a major. the school I went okay. to. Just I don't joking. know how it's allowed to be a major. Just, I mean, I love poetry. But it I just, be what do you, what, what, what do you do what with do you that? Do? You could be a writer. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which I try, but I mean. You could run a coffee shop. Right. You can read haikus. I mean, it's, it's really hard. Listen, writing a haiku is hard, let alone reading one. So. Correct. So not a big money maker though. No, and I learned that and I wanted to teach people how to start a business because I had no experience. I made mm-hmm. every mistake possible. I had no clue what I was doing. So it's become something that I teach at different schools around the country. I teach how to start a business from scratch. I make it interesting and fun, of course, but I, ta- I teach how to make a unique business. Mm-hmm. Bridesmaid for Hire wouldn't succeed if it was just like every other business. I found a gap in a $30 billion industry and I ran with it and I started it in a very unconventional way. And that's a lot of what I like to teach people is that don't listen to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Don't Tell your friends your business idea. Start it right now. Test your audience. If you don't have an audience, then you don't have a business. Mm -hmm. So before you spend years planning out what you're going to do, talk to who your potential customers would be. Mm -hmm. That's so smart. Wait, I want to ask you, what what were you doing right out of college? Right. What, what, what did you do with your poetry major? <laughs> I graduated college and realized, what do I do now? So I was in a sorority in college and the mm-hmm. sorority said, listen, Jen, we'll hire you to go to a new school every week and be a consultant. So my mm-hmm. job after college was going from college to college, working with sorority women, dealing with their many crises. And that's what I think prepared me to be a bridesmaid for hire was that I had this really great skill of working with women who were dealing with all different types of things. And mm-hmm. I loved it. So, okay. So my question is, and that makes sense to me how you transition from one to the other, but what do you think made you realize from, what did you learn from that first job that made you go into starting your own business? that has been very successful. What tip could you give people that it'd be like, this is what made me clue into like what would catapult me into this. A couple of things. And the first one is what's the problem? What's mm-hmm. going on around you that you think you can solve? Mm-hmm. For me, at all of these weddings, I realized that there is absolutely nobody in the wedding industry whose job it is to be there for the bride. How crazy is that? Wow. A wedding planner, their job is to set up the wedding. They have mm-hmm. a tough job. There is nobody who's there for the emotional pitfalls of the bride and the bridal party. How is that possible? Yeah. That was a problem I identified. Then I figured out how to solve it. And then I figured out why me, what about me? Am I right for this job? Mm -hmm. And a huge thing about me was that I really like helping strangers. And I realized that the number one thing people want, especially when they're planning a wedding, is someone just to listen to them. I was just going to say attention, but same thing. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's what this job is, is somebody who they can call up at 3 a.m. and complain about their salad dressing options or take them to go get their wedding dress. Just someone who's going to care. And sometimes your friends are honestly too busy. They're not bad friends. They're just too busy to help you. And that's where I saw a gap in this industry. And there's so many gaps in so many industries, but we have to think in a different way. What weird thing can you invent that nobody has thought of? Mm-hmm. A lot of people emailed me saying, oh my God, I thought of being a professional bridesmaid years ago I never did anything with it Mm -hmm. great I did yeah and I took the scary step of getting on that airplane showing up at a wedding Mm -hmm. and making this really so that's the other part of it is that you just have to fucking do it 
Correct. I mean, I have people email me saying I had this idea and then it was on Shark Tank the next year and I missed out on it. Right. Because you were you were stuck in your mind. Mm -hmm. Start today. Figure out what you can do today to push it forward because it's never going to happen if you don't. Mm -hmm. That's a really great tip. No, really great tip. I was going to ask you, too, uh, when you said that like the bride will call you maybe at 2 a.m. about her salad dressing options. So you mentioned to me before we did the podcast, you are in a relationship now. I am. Yes. So do you actually get phone calls at 2 a.m.? about salad dressing when you're like laying in bed with your boyfriend or husband or whatever yeah and uh this morning for example I woke up to a text message that was like three text messages long it was like so long she had to keep writing it in multiple chunks and I woke up to it my eyes were still half shut and my boyfriend's like what the heck could this person possibly be saying to you and it was this whole thing about a little problem she had with her wedding but she texted me at at like 4 a.m I just woke up to it at six yeah but it's stressful but it's it's working with the public that's always going to be like that of course and you don't have off hours it's actually not just the public it's the most heightened version of the public it's not just like oh, i'm a waitress at a wet, uh, restaurant and these people are casually eating no i'm uh, basically at the highest level of stress someone could be in correct which yeah is, which is so crazy because if you take a step back it's like a wedding shouldn't it be the best day of your life yeah well this is why i'm not having a big wedding me neither no offense to y'all but well <laughs> i still haven't found anyone to marry me so that's the other issue same are you or how long have you and your boyfriend been dating we have been dating almost two years Oh, that's a while. Good. It is. But it's, you're young, so it's, it's fine. It's the longest relationship I've ever had. But he's like questioning me because my opinion on marriage changes every day. So I don't Imagine think he'll ever would. propose. Yeah, because he's like, one day you hate marriage. One day you love it. And I'm just like, oh, but if you propose, I would love it. You know, like he will. <laughs> you got, Two years is pretty new into it. Yeah. Yeah. What does he do? So he works from home. He is also an entrepreneur. He does a lot of consulting. So we have a very similar life. It was funny because I went on so many first dates and it was impossible to explain what I did to guys. Like I used to just lie on the first date and say I sold insurance because I did not want to get into it. Yeah. And he walked in on the first date. He had found my name, Googled me, walked in on the first date, so excited about my job and he loved what I did. And it was like, a big relief being able to talk to somebody who appreciated this weird world that I created. That is cool. What kind of stuff does he do? Like what kind of entrepreneurial stuff? He starts like a bunch of different companies. Uh He started a really cool one called Santa Snapback where it's like a baseball hat with a Santa thing over it Mm -hmm. and it's great for Christmas and he's starting a lot of really cool different types of companies too. he's an entrepreneur. That's cool. Yeah, so we riff off ideas all the time and it's really cool to have someone who doesn't call you weird but challenges you and helps you think of other cool ideas. Yeah. That's very, that's very cool. So what are the, so you're teaching classes in LA. So you're here for, in two, for two months in LA. Explain yes. all that. So in August. In case y'all want to go check her out. <laughs> in August, I was living in New York for six years. My lease was up. I said, I got to do something. I sold 95% of what I owned and I do something now where every month I live in a new city. So since what? August, every single month, I pack up my one carry on suitcase of belongings and I live in a new city and my boyfriend does that too with me so instead of together instead of us signing a lease in new york together we decided to sell everything we owned and do this instead that's so cool it's bizarre it's weird no i don't think it's that weird i think it's really cool i mean listen traditional relationships are difficult as it is i mean sometimes they do work i mean i'm talking about like you know get married have kids and all that i think it's cool that you guys are stepping outside the box Totally. I think both of us realize what do we have keeping us in New York? We mm-hmm. don't have a full-time job here. Mm-hmm. We don't have a home we bought. We don't have kids. Why not go? I, of course, push this along a little bit more because I'm very adventurous, but 
I wanted to see what else was out there. I wanted to live in new places. I wanted to get out of my comfort zone because I had such bad habits where, you know, you want everything in your apartment to be clean and the way it is. Yeah, look around my apartment. There's not, a, there's not a speck of dust on right. here because I'm a psychopath. But like now I live in like other people's homes and, yeah, like Airbnbs you, and you walk in and it smells like someone died and you have to accept that. So yeah. it's been a big growing experience yeah. for me. See, the reason why I don't want to live in an Airbnb is because my side job for the last forever has been I run other people's Airbnbs oh my god and so I have PTSD when it comes oh to I'm sure you've seen and smelled it all um no I don't go into them okay. I just hear everyone's complaints about them yeah. and so I'm just like oh I'm sorry that I don't that you don't like the texture of the sheets I don't know what to tell you <laughs> but I'm a comedian and I don't really want to talk to you about this right now right but I'll give you a refund of 25 bucks and they're like uh-oh what am I gonna do I mean no, I, I I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good Airbnb so I, I do I'm not I've never been a host. I've never owned an apartment that it's like I do it for other people that own. Sure, yeah. But it's it's like having a, it's like being the hotel reservations person, their concierge, because they ask for reserva- yeah. uh, restaurant recommendations, uh, a housekeeping uh, like manager, I guess, yeah. because you have to tell them where to go, what to do, and then, and then just damage control afterwards. You have a lot of responsibility with that job. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I walk into these places and I have to, I accept it. Yeah, I appreciate that you accept, accept it because it. some people are like, I don't like that the toaster's not stainless steel. And I'm like, why don't you go to hell? <laughs> but it's also like, how long are they staying there for? Like three days. Right. I'm like, what, what yeah. are you complaining about, sir? Yeah. I go there for a month. I buy air fresheners, candles. I light them. I I get used to it. I it, It's cool living in other people's spaces. It breaks you from everything you are and yeah. care about. Now nothing bothers me. Yeah. I wear the same thing every day because I have one suitcase. That's My great. life is completely well, different. Well, your outfit's super jazzy and cute, Thank though. Thank you. Thank you. I wear it almost every day. So well, if I ever see you again, this is what I'll be well, I'm still, I'll, I'll still be into it, I think. <laughs> it's like you. a combination of like, what is it? Like It's like Mick Jagger up top. It's jazzy. Yes. With, I don't know, the ripped jeans I like. And then Chris Christopherson cowboy boots down the, <laughs> the bottom. There's a lot going on. But when I you... I love it, actually. When you have no No, it's no actually clothes, incredibly stylish. I throw on whatever I own and say, all right. Yeah, you it's because you're thin, too. Yeah. Let's stop bragging, no. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. No, no. Actually, it's a very cute outfit. Thank and you. even if I saw you doing it again, I would be like, it's still cute. Good, because I'm going to wear it again. <laughs> Do you want to, uh, okay, so tell me where you're teaching the classes or tell people where they can. So I do a lot of one-on-one consulting with people who want to start their own business. I also teach at General Assembly in Los Angeles, both downtown and at Santa Monica. And I have a lot of online courses too. So if you don't live in LA or New York, you can still learn from Jen. Okay, so tell tell us where those are. Find Jen at jenglance.com or you can email me jenglance at gmail.com. And then, wait, did you already say assembly in LA? Okay, so when you go to these cities... That's yeah. like your pitch at the end. I know I just made you do that too early. Um, <laughs> when you go to these cities, is there like a class setup that you're in? So why are you traveling to each city? So I choose the city based on whether or not I need a car because I don't have a car. Uh-huh. So I've gone to Portland, Austin, places where it's really walkable, places mm-hmm. where I don't know a single person, places yeah. where I don't really have expectations for it. Right now I'm living in Venice Beach so I can walk everywhere, bike everywhere, take Great. Uber. Yeah. But that's really my criteria. And people always ask me, where's next? I don't know where's next. Yeah. I usually choose it the week before this place is up. But each city you go in, are you teaching something there? Or I try. I look up local conferences. I look up schools. Mm-hmm. I look up events and I pitch myself I say who wants I mean I've I've walked into three people 
events and I've pitched myself and sold myself and you have to do whatever you can yeah and and same thing with stand-up it's like I'll perform in front of three people at a bar if I have to you you're never I think never too good to do that Mm -hmm. and I also am very persistent so if I want something I will email the person like 11 times to get it it's great and that's how you have to do it to be successful yeah and your emails came across like you 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 emailed me I was excited the first time and then it just didn't work out because we were in different cities as before I knew how to use Skype and podcast (laughs) I'm glad I got to meet you in person but uh yeah but even like your follow-up I was like oh fuck I forgot about her like and that's the thing I was excited that you emailed me again people take it so personally if they don't hear from someone but everyone's really busy and most people need the follow-up and I'll email someone 12 times until they say either Jen I'm blocking you and spamming you or I'm so sorry let's chat and that's the secret if I want to teach at a school I email 10 people who work there Mm -hmm. I don't care if they're not the right department I don't care if they're going to exchange the fact that I emailed them just yeah. do it. You have to put yourself out there. That's really cool. So what advice would you give for anyone starting in any, in any industry? Something, something similar to that? I would say try to fail every day. I would say wake up in the morning and write down five ways you're going to aim for failure because that's how you get successful. Whether that's emailing someone who's really scary to you mm-hmm. or trying to launch a new product that's not ready yet, aim to fail. Every time I've aimed to fail either I've learned something from it Mm. or I've succeeded without realizing it. People who give up right after they get a rejection or a failure, they don't make it. You have to learn to love rejection. If someone emails me saying no, I cheer. I scream. I'm so happy because that person knows I exist. Yeah. And also because I'm going to go then prove them wrong. And that's happened so many times where I've tried to write a book and I got turned down by 32 publishers. Yeah. And I tried again and I still got turned down by 30 publishers, but two finally said yes. And you know, you just can't give up on yourself because everyone else in the world will give up on you and you have to fight for what you want to do. I think that is such cool advice, especially because it resonates with me because the, when I first moved to LA, I think the first, I was like 20 years old or something. One of the things that someone said to me is expect to hear no a hundred times before you hear yes. That way you're almost excited by the yeah. next no. Cause you're like, well, then it's good. And that is resonating with me so much. Cause I'm like, and even th- that resonates with me, even in the sense of like um, relationship fallouts or, or anything where you're just like, well, that sucked when that happened, but that means something better is coming. It's like, I agree. it's a very, it's a very good way to think if you want to be an entrepreneur or work for yourself or something. If you want to put yourself out there, even to get a new job, you have to learn to accept no. Yeah. And also don't always take no for an answer. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where someone said, no, sorry, Jen. And I've emailed them back with a different pitch for myself. And they write back saying, actually, let's chat. Really? That's oh, great. Yeah. And it's just because maybe I didn't explain myself right the first time, or maybe it wasn't good timing. I set up all these notifications in my email that auto follow up with people yeah. who said no to me. Why are you such an old soul? You have said <laughs> you have such good you insight know, on things. I think because I... I struggled a lot growing up. I was super shy. I was super awkward. When I was 14, I wanted to be a writer and my teacher told me I wasn't good enough and Uh I almost believed him. And my mom sat me down and taught me that you cannot believe people who try to put you down. And she's always fought for me. So Mm -hmm. I think right now I'm just trying to fight back to show her that I can do it. Um, I think what keeps me going is that I've seen success, but only because I've experienced so much failure. Yeah. And that alone, you get that little glimpse of success and it's so worth it. Yeah, it's just, so worth it. You want to keep powering through because you mm-hmm. know the potential. Mm-hmm. Also, I started to really accept the fact that life is like really short. I know people say that, but a lot of what I like to do is like if I know someone who's passed away or I know someone who's sick, 
I like to really be attached to that. I like to really remind myself that you can't take anything for granted. Mm -hmm. Your whole life can change tomorrow. So when I'm wasting time on Facebook or Instagram or just napping, I I wake up and think like, how do I better utilize my time? Because who knows what's going to happen? And what do you want to be remembered Mm -hmm. for? And I don't want to be remembered for sitting on my couch, Facebook stalking all day. No, that's that's an amazing point. That really is. So I want to hear more about your book real quick before we wrap it up. Um, So tell everyone where they can find your book and what it's about. So my new book is called Always a Bridesmaid for Hire. You can find it on Amazon, probably Barnes and Noble, but mostly on Amazon. And it's a collection of short stories about my life growing up, my own quest for love and how I failed really bad at that. And also what it's like walking down the aisle for complete strangers. People used to ask me like, what are your craziest wedding stories? And I decided to sit down and just write them in a book because a lot of the things I've experienced are exactly stranger than fiction. (laughs) So it is a nonfiction book about some of the wild things I've experienced, but There's chapters in there about how to start your own business and how to fail. It's a lot of stuff in Mm -hmm. one book, but it's a humorous book. You're going to laugh. Oh, I laughed. I I read one of the articles on it. Like it was like on a Bravo article. I just Googled your name and it came out. It happened to be Bravo that it was on. And it was hilarious. It was like what to do with a bridesmaid dress. (laughs) Hence, I'm wearing a bridesmaid dress while we podcast. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of funny tips in there and a lot of them are going to make you laugh, but they're also semi-practical too. Well, thank you for doing this. Tell everyone that they can find you on social media. Thank you. You can find me at at Jen Glantz. You can visit bridesmaidforhire.com or jenglantz.com for more info. Spell out your name again. Jen, J-E-N, last name Glantz, G-L-A-N, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra. Thank you so much for doing this. Bye.